what's going on, everybody? This is Jeff with Altcoin Buzz. We have the Altcoin Buzz Ladies uh, podcast starting tonight. Uh, for those of you who do not know, my name is Jeff. I am uh, the guy who uh, started up Altcoin Buzz after getting into Bitcoin and Ethereum and then discovering all these different altcoins that exist. And I'd imagine many of you also uh, probably found Altcoin Buzz through that process of being introduced to Bitcoin and then discovering there's more coins like Ripple, Ethereum, and Qlink. With that being said, I have Candice. Hi, Jeff. Hi, everyone. I have Sarah. Hi, everyone. And I have Brooke. Hello, everybody. All right, cool. And so I'm going to turn it over to the girls to introduce themselves, starting with Candice. Candice, if you can just tell the audience uh, where you're from and what got you into cryptocurrency. Sure. Hey, guys, you might know me from the main Altcoin Buzz podcast. I've been on multiple episodes on that. Uh, I am originally from Seattle, Washington. I'm a big Starbucks fan. And what got me into crypto was I have a very long uh, background in investing in the stock market. And so with the volatility that is crypto, it kind of gravitated my interest towards that. And before I knew it, it was uh, it just has become a very passionate uh, lifestyle for me. Lifestyle now. It was a hobby at first, but it's definitely a lifestyle now. So that's a little uh-huh. bit about me. So, so when you go to bed at night, do you, do you check your phone? And when you wake up, do you check? Or you look kind of like do, do your evening routine and go to bed and then wake up and then check the, check the market? Which, I mean, how addicted are you? Oh, so if I wasn't addicted to my phone before, uh, uh-huh. I definitely am now. I definitely have, I think I have like three different portfolios going just because I like the consistency of one or there'll be other numbers that'll be shown differently in another portfolio. I've got, I think I've got a whole page on my iPhone uh, devoted just to cryptocurrency. I I check it adamantly. I'm always, I wake up and I check Coindesk, uh, Cointelegraph and all these news resources. And of course for your videos, Jeff. So I am definitely into it, like super into it. Nice. All right, Sarah. So I'm originally from Poland, actually, which is where is my accent coming from. I'm recording from UK, where I went to university. And um, currently, I'm in crypto. So I got into it a few months back now. I didn't have enough funds to invest because I was a student, and we all know how it's like. Then I was lucky enough to get a job, and I'm able to invest in it. And I have to say it was the best decision ever. I always wanted to go to bed and make some money whilst I'm asleep. And recently the time's not been the best. So I might have been losing money rather than making money. But we have to have some downs, some ups from time to time. Um, So I'm really enjoying it. And just like Candice, I probably check it a bit too much. And with with joining the altcoin bus, it got even worse. I don't have time even for my puppy right now to even hang out with it. So I feel a bit bad for her, but she'll be fine. She'll be fine. That, that's great. When did when did you get uh, first buy your first Bitcoin or altcoin uh, position? Uh, it was probably end of September, beginning of November. Um, one of the first ones was actually Litecoin. And nice. so I was quite quite lucky to get it for a really good price um, comparing to what it's right now and how it's skyrocket, skyrocketing today as well. Um, 
And um, I've never had an interest in getting into Bitcoin, but of course I did. Um, I really enjoy seeing the big gains and the and there's small drops from time to time with it. And yeah, love awesome. all basically. Great. All right. Well, that's, that's all an awesome story and it's inspiring. And uh, mm-hmm. since you've been on the team, you've definitely inspired all of us to continue to keep doing what we do. And mm-hmm. Brooke, you are new to the team. This is your first time ever talking to me even. And um, you want to tell us a little bit about how you got into cryptocurrency. Sure. Um, I'm honored to be here, by the way, Jeff. Um, So I am still very newer. I'm newer to the market. I I got in, you know, when the the craze happened, probably late, late November, early December. So I was actually inspired to look into this market just based off of a testimony that I heard from a gentleman at a conference and he he was on an investment panel and you got to understand the the guys that were up here speaking on this panel are just millionaires just many many times over he was the only one that was participating in this market and everybody looked at him what what almost like he was an idiot and they they all kind of were having a little silent laugh at him <laughs> and and I, I, I was very intrigued by his, his steadfastness and just the way he believed in what he was talking about. And that encouraged me to investigate it further. And so, so since I, I began, you know, looking into it and researching and participating and, and been able to ride some of those high and, and low waves, um, I've, I've just really, I'm, I'm addicted. I'm here for the long haul. You're addicted. Yeah. The, the, this recent dip didn't kind of make you question why the heck you would get in, involved in this, you know, quote unquote crash. We call it a correction. But uh, many, many people said, Jeff, are you sure this is a cor- uh, correction? It sure appears like a crash. Just look at the chart. But um, that you didn't ever second guess your uh, your investment. No, not not for one second. I am so so convinced that this is just the future. When I see those dips, you know, I, I feel for my brothers and sisters out there, you know, who are hurting during those, you know, the bad bear runs, but I just look at it as it, it's an opportunity to me and I'm, I'm grateful for it. I, I try to leave a little bit of liquidity set aside for those days, you know, where you log on and the sea is red and the getting is good. I'm, I'm all about it because I know the market's going to correct. Mm-hmm. So, I'm going to ask all three of you your uh, top altcoin position. Uh, so we're going to start with you, Brooke. If you were to say that there's one altcoin that you're kind of really pulling for, you know, that you think is is got the right stuff to to make some big moves in the in the forward moving, you know, moving forward in the future, right? What what coin is that? What altcoin do you really have that has your attention? I'm sure a lot of you know what Quantstamp is, but for those of you who might not know, basically they say that they're like the first scalable security audit call. And what they want to do is they want to find the vulnerabilities in these Ethereum smart contracts. So in layman's terms, you know, that means they're a company that crash tests these new ICOs before they hit the market. 
And in an effort in doing that, they're prone to any type of attack or, you know, anything like that. So um, I think moving forward with all of, you know, the hacks that we've seen and it puts, I think it's a cause of some of the most negative FUD that we see. And so I think that is putting together a really good, you know, I want somebody looking and going through this with a fine tooth comb to potentially bring out any of those vulnerabilities. So I think moving forward, QuantStamp is going to be big. And I think they have a solid team behind them. Um, so I'm, I'm pulling for QuantStamp this year. Nice. Yeah, that's a really solid pick. Smart contracts and uh, security for uh, ERC-20 uh, tokens. That's I think that's an outstanding pick. And it's, it's actually fairly priced right now. So solid one. Yeah, um, the last time, you know, we had this last bear run, I got in and I increased my stance in it. So I'm, I'm sitting pretty on some quant stamp right now. And I, I this year moving forward, I think it's going to do big things. Yeah, so uh, that's all awesome. And uh, let's take this over to Sarah now and hear what her topic is. So my topic is something I've been really bullish for quite a while now, NLB VeChain. Uh, you might have seen a video of me making a VeChain. I know I might be repeating myself, but I, I honestly, I'm, I'm so bullish on it. I just want to talk about it all the time. And if anyone is on Telegram, you'll probably hear me talking how amazing VeChain is and how I can't wait for it to implement more uh, products. So for those of you who don't know, VeChain is a blockchain solution that will increase transparency and trust uh, within every business because we know that there is a problem with the, with trusting and what you uh, do and purchase. Um, they're also having some sort of a rebranding, uh, which we know, for example, for Neo ended up being absolutely amazing and it brought only um, more into it. So I'm hoping it'll be the same for VeChain as it'll happen. Do you guys hold VeChain? I, I do, yes. Yeah, I do. Awesome. I, I do not presently, but that is one that I'd like to get in on. Mm. They've got like the API getaway service um, that basically allows merchants to take payments in crypto, uh, which is uh, another reason why I'm in it because it's just so much quicker to do it that way than the card or payment or anything like that. All right. Yeah, MeChain, that's a solid solid <laughs> selection there, Sarah. So, um, yeah, so did you buy any more here recently, or did you get in earlier? In um, I first bought it around December time. Um, yeah. I heard about it quite late, uh, considering how cheap it was earlier. Um, but I got into it when it was like recently, when it was like three and a like around four dollars a bit less i think um yeah around that price three and a half dollars exactly i've got it in my notes on my phone because i'm trying to keep a track of everything um so it, it wasn't the best uh, the best price i could get it for but it was better than what it was from all-time high so i'm quite pleased with it where did you first hear about vchain oh honestly um i was browsing and i saw some weird name and I just clicked on it on CoinMarketCap. I know it's probably the worst explanation I could give for how I found it. Um, <laughs> but that's honestly, it caught my attention. And I think that's what it's about in those projects, you know, to catch your eye. And, yeah. then, I, and then I saw the monstrous amount of partnerships 
And I was just like, if that many people believes in it, they must be onto something. So then I started researching more and more into it. And yeah, now I'm here, absolutely addicted to it. I'm just talking about it all the time. So Nice. And uh, <laughs> Candice, where are we, where we going to go with yours? Uh, you mentioned it before, but I'm going to oh. hit you guys with uh, Q-Link, which is a decentralized application on the Neo platform. Mm-hmm. And what it's all about is it's the decentralized mobile network. Uh, you know, we have in America a handful of telecom operators such as Verizon, T-Mobile, Sprint, and AT&T. So our choices are kind of limited in that sense and very controlled. Um, we're also subjected to their pricings and their restrictions. Like if you have unlimited unlimited data, you have LTE up to an extent. And then once you've you know rolled over your LTE, it goes to 3G. So your speeds, you know, decrease. So Keylink offers a peer-to-peer solution to sharing Wi-Fi through hotspots. Uh, what happens is they actually have an app. You can look it up and see how it works. Uh, someone registers on the Keylink uh, DAP their hotspot. So they get an address for their hotspot. And in that, they're allowed to plug in how many connections or users they're going to allow to connect to their hotspot. And in that, they also put a price. And the price is given to you or rewarded to the creator through uh, QLC, which is the token. And so when they're using the the DAP, which is very mobile and the fact that they can be anywhere, uh, they start their hotspot and then people around them can connect to that hotspot. And uh, through it, they use their pricing. And then um, I think it ends when the creator has has done sharing their hotspot. Um, The way I see this being a solution is I don't know if you guys have been to the airport recently, but to connect to the airport's Wi-Fi is ridiculous because you have to register for their like Bongo or Boingo, some whatever it's called. And it's literally you paying $30 for 10 minutes of their uh, overcrowded uh, Wi-Fi that you have to log in every time you exit out the browser. It's just a pain in the butt, right? Yeah. So I see this as yeah. a good blockchain solution. Um, yeah. And for added bonus, their co-founder is a woman. Her name is Susan Ziao, and she is the, the COO and a member of the uh, board of directors for QLink. And she's actually very active. The whole team is very active in social media. So I appreciate that about QLink is they're constantly updating and going through their roadmap. So that's my nice. Point. That's inspiring to hear. Um, and actually, it's inspiring to hear all three of you guys, uh, you ladies talk about your picks and how you guys got into the market and what you know, Sarah's story is kind of funny. She, she you know, <laughs> just like the name, and you know, so that's that's cool. And I think all of us have similar stories to that. So uh, I've because this is the Altcoin Ladies podcast, and I'm going to go ahead and turn over the 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 uh, keys to Candice here, and I'm just going to kind of sit, sit back and participate as uh, you guys uh, ask. I love so it. Yeah, yeah. yeah, You go sit in the background and then I'll call on you yeah. when, I, when I'm allowing you to speak. <laughs> I'm just kidding. All right, guys. So yes, episode number one. How exciting. Um, I know a lot of us has been waiting to do this. Uh, our first topic is going to be women in blockchain or Bitcoin or cryptocurrency or uh, alternative coins, however you want to see it, women in the space in general. And um, 
you know, cryptocurrency and blockchain technology are quickly becoming some of the most innovative technologies in the world. We see it, it integrating in every single aspect of our lives and creation of all these projects that are coming through that seem to <laughs> solve every little problem that we, we're having, which is fundamentally amazing because everything is so quick to our tips right now, our fingertips, and it's even becoming more renowned in that sense. And uh, so what we're going to talk about is the subject is kind of, it's very um, controversial in the sense of why women, why more women aren't uh, entering our space. And, um, you know, the beginning of cryptocurrency seemed to follow the pattern of male dominance, much like uh, that of Silicon Valley. We have a lot of tech firms, financials, blue blue collar industries, and even the military are more male dominated. And we're starting to see women sort of become more apparent in the space and having their own um, accolades and, uh, you know, contributions to it. So I have a question for the ladies in my group and Jeff, uh, at the end, I'll ask you the same. Why do you think uh, women are hesitant to get into uh, cryptocurrency? Brooke, let's start with you. First one that comes to my mind initially, and I know for me personally, um, it's a lot of information to learn. Like getting into this world is a little bit intimidating. You know, there's learning, you hear about Bitcoin. It's like, okay, but then you realize, you know, Bitcoin is just the tip of the iceberg. And, you know, blockchain um, is, is a little bit, comp- or at least for me, it was a little bit of a, it was a little complicating initially for me to pick up. So I think just the, the influx of knowledge, I think, you know, it, I don't think it's, it necessarily interests a lot of people and maybe men a little bit more than women. So I think that that's, you know, one of, one of the reasons to begin with, but women are naturally a little bit um, more cautious in their decision-making with anything involved in their finances. And, you know, there's so much negative media that, surrounds this market you know if i were to just follow mainstream i i would assume that anybody involved in this you know in in blockchain and bitcoin is you know half insane so definitely i i do see that it's very complicated and computer science nowadays is 17 percent women and that's a lot higher than it used to be but we're seeing that um you know, cryptocurrency or any kind of technological fad of that sort is male dominant. And it's usually the younger males that come from the, the whole world of the internet. And they kind of just gravitate along those lines. They go from gaming, then they go into stock marketing, and then they, they kind of, it's like this easy transition into cryptocurrency. So it, it's natural in that sense for that to occur because you know, more men are involved in into the internet, into computers, into uh, gaming and all that sort of stuff. And so for a woman to be a part of that, it's harder to get through those barriers because we weren't initially there to begin with. Uh, Sarah, what do you think? Um, well, I think it's mainly a bit intimidating, in my opinion, because look at the amount of men that are involved and men tend to hang out with men and women with women. And when there is no woman to relate to, um, you feel sort of alone around all those wolves, as well as when you ask for some sort of a help from a man, that's what I, I've asked some questions to random people to help me with crypto when I started myself. And all I got was a bit of a patronizing answer. 
And um, I don't know where it comes from because uh, personally I work in quite a manly field um, and it's, it's similar at work for me where people just tend to tap us on the head and just think that because we're women, that's not what we're meant to be doing. Um, it's, it's a sort of a change that 21st century I think really needs and it's about time we all change our perspective in regards of women in finance as well. Because crypto, crypto is just the beginning of what was about to come, in my opinion. Right. And crypto alone, the whole premise of uh, a blockchain and digitalized currency is that it's decentralized. And to be decentralized, mm-hmm. you have to include everyone. It's an inclusive technology. And so I think a lot of people are seeing that. They don't want to segregate it in the sense that they just want everyone to be inclusive and mm-hmm. to be passionate about uh, cryptocurrency, Bitcoin, and Ethereum, and all those sorts of stuff. They, they, it, the more knowledge and the more people involved, the better chances we have in moving forward. Uh, Jeff, what do you think about that? Hmm. Well, I'm not a woman, so I don't know the exact reason. I mean, I can speculate and go off of what you guys have said and what others have said. I would say that, yeah, typically men are historically known to be more financial financially minded, although some of the brightest people um, in finance are women uh, in some of these, uh, at least in my own personal experience, I've known some women who are uh, very intelligent in their finances. Uh, Women tend to be more, definitely more saving and cautious. I know that in the markets that I work in, uh, for just in one sector in particular, travel, uh, the way I travel, I travel on a last minute, spur of the moment kind of whim. And I think most men also do that. But uh, if you ask Expedia or any company um, who, uh, you know, receives the data of who their their primary market is, uh, it's typically women. Uh, women. Women take the time to actually plan it. Um, I, I'm pretty sure that men wouldn't plan weddings. Uh Typically, I mean, I, I can't speak for all men, but most of the time I know that when a, a wedding's being planned, the man's like, look, man, I'm just going with the flow here. <laughs> you know, so um, it's women are very, they plan uh, very detail oriented. And I think that kind of goes back to uh, just uh, the fact that, you know, women, they have to be selective with their mates, whereas as men are not, you know, they're kind of like, whatever about it. And uh, I think that's kind of my, what is that, uh, philosophical uh, two cents. Uh, but outside of that, I mean, it's just, I think there's a little bit of that that goes into it, um, the biology. I can definitely see it from a biological uh, perspective, and I can see it as a social uh, it's a kind of a social norm for women to be more detail-oriented, only because events that occur in our lives, we literally have a million thoughts going in our head at like per second. I, I have this too. Women are like spaghetti where, where one little thought is a string of noodle and then it's wrapped up into all these other millions of noodles on a dish. And so they're always interacting with one another and there's always going, <laughs> kind of going in and out at, at one moment and one second. And, uh, and then men are like a waffle. They've got little compartmentalized little squares full of syrup and it's all in line with, and, and integrated with one another. And so <laughs> it's kind of funny oh to see it. It, men are waffles and women are spaghetti, right? 
Uh, and just when I thought I've heard it all, I've heard of men are from Mars and women are from Venus, but now. Guys also. Listen, it yeah. makes sense. It does. Yeah, it I think so. Sense. I think I understand. For sure. <laughs> but it's good. We're, we're seeing that um, more than 90% of Bitcoin users are male. And as recently as uh, 2018, I found this graph on CoinDance. Uh, it's a little bit over a 90%. Uh, women are only 3.43% of the in investors within cryptocurrency. Mm. And uh, it, it does reflect that there, you know, it reflects it in a lot of technological firms alone and financials. It's always been that way. And so we're starting to see it in data that men are more predominantly in the space. But I, I believe that as this goes along and this becomes worldwide and widespread, the media doesn't help, right? The media is always constantly um, telling us that you're crazy. I think they, I think someone said that you're crazy for investing in this. It's a bubble. It's not going to happen. And so when women get their information from media, uh, they say, yeah, that's crazy. I would never put my money in that. Whoever's doing that is absolutely insane. This is like so far out of my league, I'm going to go do something else that makes sense to me. And that's also with women is we like to make that make sense of what we're doing. And that's why we conceptualize so many processing before we go into something. Brooke, uh, there are some people that believe women tend to veer away from cryptocurrency because of the extreme volatility of the market. And that goes into risk aversion. What do you think? And this isn't the case for everybody, but just, you know, broadly speaking, um, men typically will have maybe a little bit more of a taste for risk than a woman would. So I've read some things, you know, I've looked into all types of, you know, different ideas, but one of the things I found that was interesting is, is probably due to testosterone levels. And it said that one, stu one study saw risky behavior increase along with testosterone levels, regardless of gender. But in general, testosterone is something that men have more of. And, you know, in lieu of that, it might make them more likely um, to decide to invest their, their money, whereas maybe a woman wouldn't because, it, you know, it is a little bit riskier. So, you know, there's something to be said for that. Um, you know, there's so many different studies out there. Um, you know, I saw another one, too. It said... Um, by Alliance Trust, it said women have less confidence in investing with less than half, 44% seeing it as a calculated risk to grow their money compared to two thirds, which is 66% of men. Women are also far more likely to be put off by investment, risk warning, self-identifying an average level of concern on a scale 6.9 on a scale zero to 10. So I think that just some of that, that risk is just something that deters a, a lot of women. And, um, you know, yeah, I guess that's what I have to say about that, the risk. I also yeah. think that male got like the need of being the providers, like it's always on the, on the man to bring the money over to be responsible for the family, for the women's. And, it's something that I think really needs to be changed because the times are moving forward and we no longer have women sitting at home and cleaning. Women are actually doing very well for themselves. And I think, like, I personally don't see why partners wouldn't like to get their 
uh, wives, girlfriends, fiancés involved with it. I mean, we all will benefit. The more people, the more money in it, the, the better the market. So I honestly don't see a reason why, why wouldn't you have a conversation like that with your girlfriend and try and explain it to her. That is what happened to me and I absolutely love it. So I think... I think people should take an example of and just speak to your speak to your woman. I agree. Uh, I think that the reason that uh, most men don't reach out to their significant others is because they they're given this look of like, are you are you crazy? My God, this is another obsession. Or go back to your video games. You know, women kind of tend to shut themselves off from men when they're they're very passionate about a project because they feel like 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 we said they they're they're more quick. Like Jeff said about. Uh, flying on a whim. They're more quick to make these judgments while women, we take a while. I think when I was talking to a a lot of the women on our team, the first thing they said is, oh, I didn't invest yet. I took months and months and months to um, research before I put my money in. And that's a completely different strategy that most men are just like, oh, I saw a low market caps uh, token or coin. And um, I think it's going to grow the significant amount. So I'm going to throw in, it's just pennies, right? So I'm going to throw in a hundred dollars worth and see how that goes. And then they, you know, get, get into it more. So after, uh, there are men out there that do take the research approach. I'm not saying that no no men do research. I mean, we have an attestment to most of the YouTube influencers being male and being very uh, intelligent in that aspect, but you do see the differences in the quick judgments that they make uh, compared to women taking a while before they put money in. It's a lot to learn when you are trying to be cautious with your money. And, you know, maybe some people might just kind of blindly throw it at, you know, what they think could be the next big thing. But I think for most of the listeners out there, the reason they listen is because they they want informed opinions. And to take the time to, to do that type of research, you know, it, it it's a take on. So it, it could be a factor. Yeah, and that's why, you know, Jeff created this space for all of us to learn. There's a reason that we all gravitated towards Altcoin Buzz because it provides you with the information you need, the information you didn't know, and the information that you will need to know, right? So it's created its entire space for people to learn from and to do their own due diligence on the side, but also have a reference to it and then take all this information and then decide financially where to put their money. Uh, the altcoin buzz ladies will be going in that, in that, um, direction. It's going to be based off of credibility first and foremost, and then integrity. And then, uh, you know, fun we're going to be a space for everyone to be able to learn. And, um, we're not taking any, um, attention away from the main platform. I, all of us will be still be contributing to altcoin buzz in general, but we're taking this moment to provide a different alternative in, in learning and being able to connect with the community. Right, Jeff? That sounds good to me. Yeah, that's, uh, I definitely look forward to the, the development and the growth of the Allcoin Buzz Ladies uh, platform. And I think that it's very important for the, the role that you guys are playing, especially as you um, find, create a safe place for uh, women to consume information about uh, blockchain and altcoins in a way where they don't have to worry about if some man's going to say something that, uh, like Sarah was saying, how people would talk to her condescendingly when she just had a genuine interest. And I don't think that's very fair uh, 
for anyone to have to go through that. So to provide safety, safety areas and communication outlets like this uh, is necessary to anyone who is wondering why something like this would happen. And it's, it's not because people are trying to be special. It's because they're providing safety nets, uh, you know, uh, where people can feel comfortable to participate in conversations. Uh, Jeff, this question is for you. Uh, what are some strengths, if any, uh, that you believe women could bring to the market? Okay. Well, I think that women participating in the market is definitely going to add to the mainstream adoption. Without women, there's, you know, I mean, that's, then you only get half market potential share. And then out of those men, not all the men will participate in that. So, uh, It'll accelerate adoption, I think, is the number one thing. And then the second thing is just uh, having different mindsets and outlooks on things. Uh, you know, just like in society, uh, a woman's viewpoint is more uh, historically community driven. Like they say, uh, the man will build the house, but the woman will make the house, you know, bring the community together. Women are more community uh, centric and men are more historically kind of like you said, hunter gatherer kind of go out there and get the, get the meat, I guess, if we're taking it back to prehistoric times. But um, in, in this day and age, uh, it's just, you got to have that kind of inclusion um, moving forward. And it's exciting, really, if, if you think about it. I mean, I could see why men at first will be like, uh, you, know, well, you know, I could see where they would do that. If they've done that, that doesn't mean that they're a bad person. It's just that there is actually this great value that's going to come in having women come into the market and participate. And just in talking to all three of you girls about your altcoin positions, you guys knew that your altcoin position through and through, you knew what you liked about it. So that attention to detail is really impressive. And um, when you listen to men talk about it, I don't necessarily think they have that same attention to detail that, uh, I heard from all three. I'm not saying that men don't have that. It's, it's not to be taken that way. But the point is, is that you guys know your positions. You know why you like it. And and, and, and that shows that you guys take the time to understand. And so it's, it's impressive, uh, not just because of any other reason other than ind individually talking to you guys, just as individuals. The fact that you're women, to me, at some point, I'd like to get beyond that conversation, you know? Definitely. Uh like late ladies is just defining us as that it's going to be women talking about this space. It's not, it's not trying to divide us in any sense. This, this whole entire project is going to be for everyone and no one's going to be excluded in that sense. So I, I think, I think I have to reiterate that again is that no one is not allowed. Like this isn't a wonder woman screening where it's just women allowed. It's, for everyone. And the more people we involve, you're right. I didn't think about it. The market cap, the capitalization itself, putting more money in. Money is money. There's no gender between it. Money is, you put it in the, in the it benefits all of us, right? You put it in, it's going to cause it to grow. You sell it. It's going to, we're all in this together. Right, Sarah? Yeah, totally. Like on Telegram, the main whenever I mentioned that all combust ladies will be launching. And once the first time people heard of it, they were just saying, oh, what is it? what is the cryptocurrency feminism right now? And I'm like, no, guys, no, no, no. This is completely not what it is. And I think this podcast is very important for people to actually realize the message we're trying to give out. It, the lady stands for the people who will be making the videos and the podcasts 
not for who's allowed. I, I don't really care if I'm speaking to a woman or a man, as long as they can say something informative towards me back and I can learn something and they can learn something. Everyone is benefiting in that way, right? Everyone is welcome. And I think we're going to see that with uh, the way we're going to involve the community. Uh, mm-hmm. We're going to be using our so, social media platforms. Go ahead, Jeff. So what, so what are you guys going to bring McAfee on? John McAfee. Uh, <laughs> uh, whatever he'd like to. <laughs> shout, so shout out to John McAfee. Uh, the all coin buzz ladies say they're ready to do an interview. Oh my gosh. Anyone. I don't like, know who's ready. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, to wrap this up, I'm going to have some final thoughts with the people that are joining me for our first episode. Uh, Brooke, what are you most excited about uh, bringing to our viewers and being a part of the Altcoin Buzz team? I'm excited to just bring in maybe a fresh set of eyes. Um, I very much enjoy researching new ICOs. So, you know, anything along that avenue. I I like to do my research. I like to look at the statistics. I like to pull the curtains back and and look at the teams behind some of these projects. So, um, you know, that's something that I hope to contribute. Yeah, that sounds great. Uh, Sarah, what do you think? Uh, Well, I've already managed to contribute to the community a little bit by making the videos. And I absolutely love it because that actually not forces me, I don't want to put it that way, but it makes me actually research the projects in depth that I don't know much of or find those little hidden gems that are actually my favorite thing to find. And I just, I always enjoyed uh, teaching other people and sharing the knowledge. And that's that's pretty much my contribution um, that I hope to bring to the community of ours. I also uh, became quite active on social media, so... Any questions or anything, I think we're all three of us and Jeff are pretty open to any sort of questions any of you might have. I agree 100%. And Jeff, what Mm -hmm. is the most exciting thing you have to look forward to for the Altcoin Buzz ladies? Just watching it grow and seeing the kind of content come together with the community and just really seeing where the ladies uh, take this and how uh, how interested women are in the space, seeing if there is like a, a demand for this kind of, uh, you know, channel where the women do talk and provide a safe, safe haven. Uh, you know, I say that because of the safe haven ICO. But uh, the just to see if women really do gravitate to this kind of channel and see where they, well, I know they will, but I look forward to watching it grow and develop and seeing you girls just take this thing to the moon. I mean, I think there's a lot of valuable information that are, is inside each one of your guys' heads. And, um, you know, just watching you guys share that and help or assist the people that are coming into the market is really something that I'm excited to watch moving forward. I'm excited to see this this grow as well. All right. Thank you to Brooke and Sarah for joining me. And of course, mm-hmm. Jeff, thank you for providing you your for time me. to us. And guys, uh, this is episode one and stay tuned for episode two. And I'll catch you all later.